The podcast is dead. The content is over. And when we log off, this will be the last Disney Desk episode. Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. The podcast is reborn today. The content is just beginning. And this will not be the last Disney desk. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I didn't tell you about that part. No, I feel April Fool's right now. Yes. Uh, happy April Fool's Day, everyone. We yeah, got we got you. you. April Fool's. Yes, the Disney desk is not over. The Disney desk is not over. As you can see, you're crazy for thinking it ever was. Just kidding. Yeah. Hundred years, Sydney and Carter. <laughs> Ten thousand years, www.disneydesk slash Carter and Sydney dash forever dot com dot com backslash BFF forever forever yes. forever. We haven't even gotten to be a cameo in any Disney project. At this point, yeah. I'll just settle for like a Disney Channel movie. Like, we gotta do right. something. Like, that's when we can retire. We're not done until that happens. Exactly. Until we start in luck of the podcast. Yes. Um, I will be on it. Like, <laughs> I will say, because when you first suggested, let's make it sound like we're gonna log off and it'll be the last podcast. We, you know, we're not doing any more <laughs> podcasts. And at first, I'm like, okay, we can put that in. And if we think of something else, like, you know, if we think of something that's a little crazier, we can do that. Right. And then I was like, yes, but it would be very funny to take the Kylo Ren speech. Right. That makes it worth it for me. I'm in. Let's do this. Of course. No, it's fit perfectly. Um, yeah, we said we were leaving, but we promised you a Star Wars episode. So at the very least, here we are, ready to deliver. Yes. We are very excited yes. about today's episode. We haven't even done an intro yet. Welcome to the Disney Desk, oh. everyone. I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. And at long last, after almost three quarters of a year of this, right. it is long overdue that we finally talk the wars. The wars of Star, to be specific. You know what? I find it so interesting. Yeah, it's almost been like, I can't do math. I don't know how many months it's been that we've been at this. But I don't think we've so much as like mentioned Star Wars I literally went back because <laughs> I was saying, I'm like, God, we got to do Star Wars eventually, right? Yeah. And I started skimming through. And I think literally the only time we've talked about it for more than like a scant reference was the Great Disney Stock Exchange, where we were talking Ooh, about Lucasfilm. Mentioning Lucasfilm. That's it. And <laughs> Yes. And I have like mentioned it in relation to Marvel a couple times um, in terms of like the notes from the host that we have on our Patreon. And that is more just to be like, Oh, yeah, all the annoying internet people who made talking about Star Wars unfun. All right. they talk about is Marvel now. So, like, they've been <laughs> making that They're an invasive species. They're the spotted lanternflies yes. in my damn territory. Exactly. <laughs> and I need them to go back to Lucasfilm, please. But it's so fascinating that we... Because we're both very big fans of Star Wars. So 
that that it has yeah. never come up is really interesting until now. What's yeah, what's funny is, like, that was a while when, right after Disney bought Star Wars where we were both all in. Like, we talked about Star Wars a lot. Right, like, but it was a lot... Well, so that's interesting. I, I was about to say that it was a lot more relevant back then, but it's, that's not even really the case. It's just, we just had these feature-length things to be excited about back then, and now that culture has changed. Yes, it's paradoxically, like, there's more Star Wars content than ever, and yet it just means it feels like nothing. And, uh, look, there is a lot, like, this, we've accepted this episode right. is probably going to be, like, one of our longer ones. Exactly. Because we kind of just want to take this opportunity to take a deep breath and say, hey, you know what, let's just get our statement of principles about Star Wars down. Talk about, exactly. basically, from 2015, when the, like, first Disney Star Wars project came out, to today, almost an entire decade of Star Wars content. Let's just kind of cover the spectrum, talk about what we think is going right, where it went wrong, right. and like what we think they got to do to get off the mat and like make some damn movies. Right, because there will inev- inevitably be more Star Wars content going forward and more feature-length Star Wars content to look forward to. So we just want to make sure that all of our thoughts are on the table now and that you all know where we stand in terms of get the this franchise. Clean. Exactly. So we are super excited to get to get started talking about that today. We have a lot to talk about. Yes, but first, it is time for Internet Minute. Alright, so I brought one this week. How many did you bring? Um, I think I have two. Oh, um, I think I have two, actually. Okay, okay. I, I can make that work. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll we'll try and speed through this for you. Right. Right. All right. Hit me with your first. Okay. So this is something that you may have seen already. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that I came across on Twitter from the Fandango Twitter of all places. Um, it is a poster for a short called Carl's Date, and it says new Pixar short film Carl's Date shows us Carl from Up first date since Ellie's passing <laughs> and will debut before Elemental in theaters June 16th. This is the first time a short will be shown before a Pixar movie since Bow with Incredibles 2. You know, I didn't hear how unhinged that sounded until I said it out loud for the first time just now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you want to know something really, really funny? I've known about this for a while, because originally it was supposed to come out on Disney Plus around Valentine's Day, and then I was like, I'll give it a watch while I'm chilling. Like, I'm not doing anything for V-Day right now, and then I look around, and I'm like, that's weird. Where It should be, like, it should be, if I look up, up, I should be able to find it, right? And I'm like, that's weird. Did they decide to cancel it? Oh. Did I literally Mandela effect that into existence? This is literally the first time hearing of this. I don't know how I missed that. Really? Yeah. Yes, and it's very curious that they suddenly decided it's going to get the theatrical treatment. Right. Um, which, again, like, I used to love having shorts because it kind of harkened Me back too. to, like, Disney's old days where it's like, oh, yeah, for the longest time, Disney and Warner Brothers cartoons were just shorts that came before, before other movies. The film. Like, yeah. they didn't have feature-length movies. They could. They didn't have yeah. the infrastructure to make you them. You paid 15 cents. This is a real story from that my grandfather used to tell me, that he would pay 15 cents oh, and go to a theater... And you could see, like, the, their news back then, which would be, like, sort of international coverage. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like not, news of the world. Not unlike the opening sequence of of Up, where like a young Carl is watching these mm. like this adventurer like broadcast. Yeah, news of the world. Or or like in First Avengers when they're watching and it's like, ah, oh, brave boys are going out there to give the Hitler the one two, and we exactly. need your help. Exactly, and then you would see cartoons, um, which would be the Looney Tunes back then, and then, and then you would see the actual feature that you came to see. All that for fifteen. Probably with an intermission. Oh yeah, there's yeah, there was certainly something like that. It is kind of funny, like movie. Everyone's complaining about movies being like three hours now, and I'm like, it used to be like a whole day thing you would go to. Like, you would have an intermission, you'd have all that stuff, and then you'd have a movie, which would probably be, like, two-ish hours, depending right. on what you were seeing. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm i so curious. A part of it is probably because they're like, hey, you know, maybe, I think a part of it is, like, you know, companies in general are deciding to wean off the streaming a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I do love Apple has now come out and been like, we're going to try to give everything we have fin- primarily financed a theatrical run. It's like... Man, it's almost like the thing we've been talking about for months now of like, hey, isn't it insane spending 100 to $200 million on a movie and then just not releasing it? Like right. basically giving it away for free for all right. sense of purposes. Exactly. For basically the price of a library card. Exactly, um, yeah. I was just going to say like, okay, this concept of Carl's first date after the passing of his wife. This is, that, this is why, why do they want to tell the story? That's the part that, like, is it just because they want to show how much he's grown since meeting Doug and, um, oh my oh. god, I'm forgetting the kid's name. Russell. Russell. I didn't even notice that Doug is in this picture. I, like, I did notice, but I, but I didn't put that context together. And even now I'm seeing the house. The house. Like, there's, like, a little, um, I don't know what it's called, on the house that has the house and the balloons on it. Like, okay, so this is post-up events yes this is yeah i'm assuming at some point this was pitched as a part of like the doug day series like the series where it's all centered around doug the dog with carl being like the guest character i didn't even put that together in my mind when i heard this i thought i was placing this like after her death in in just his but before the event before the event yeah huh that's interesting that you would because then I think it would be actually like really really crazy. That explains like, why would you my why? confusion. That explains why I'm like why do they want to do this? <laughs> but now that I know that he has gone on an adventure the way he said he would, now it makes more sense. That he's ready to move. You know, the house is finally where it's supposed to be. He can move right. on emotionally. Exactly. Um, it is kind of a big deal because this is the last thing Ed Asner, the voice actor oh, yeah. for Carl, recorded. They managed to get him to do this before he passed away right um, so it is i do think Special. it's gonna be a pretty big deal and yeah. maybe that's why they put it on theatrical because they're like this should have some pomp and circumstance this is like the last up thing we might do right agreed um i also think it's interesting because and this wasn't one of my topics and we can like really quickly talk about this i don't yeah. want to take up too much time because um, we've already been talking about this for a bit but um it is funny that they're putting it in front of Elemental because Elemental's trailer just dropped and um, we're confused. <laughs> okay, I now you go first. You know what? I need a minute to we're, get okay. my thoughts diplomatic. I'm I'm reeling in that that comment I just made. It's not that we're confused, but like if this is really all that this film is, then we're confused. 
when I say confused, I mean, like, we're hoping that this is not, like, we're not doing Romeo and Juliet, but with elements, water, water and fire. Because yes. the trailer is essentially just a bunch of gags off of that bit of what happens when water touches fire and vice versa. Yes, it's it's <clears throat> the Pixariest Pixar that's ever Pixar. Ever Pixar. Yes, and it's like oh, you can kind of predict every gag as it's being set up. The right. only one that really felt like wholly original to me is. Well, there are two that I wouldn't have thought of. The one where Water Guy is, like, super buff at first, and she's like, oh, damn. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, that's not actually my shape. I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then the one where they see a metal fence, and Water Guy just throws up his shirt and walks through it, and Fire Girl just melts it. And the f- Water Guy actually does cap the joke well, where he goes, why do they even make these? Right. And I'm like, that's the, like... Because it's like the alternative of the Zootopia thing where it's like, oh, they think of how like all the animals coexist. It's like, right. no, this is just a thing that exists in a human world that doesn't make sense in but, any other context. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it really threw me for a loop because in the little mini preview of it, this film that showed before Strange World, there was actually sort mm-hmm. of like a calming ASMR vibe. It was kind of jazzy and understated and it felt, mm-hmm. it felt sort of akin to Soul, the film Soul in vibe and like kind of like understated energy and I was hoping that it would sort of maintain that like mature essence that's the best way I can describe it and this trailer did not do that this is like nope we're going full um like toy licensing have you watched soul yet I always forget if you have or not I have not (laughs) I will say if it like soul without spoiling the big twist that I think they were really smart not to include in the trailers. I do think it largely does keep that energy. It's kind of like a smooth, like kind of a chill kind right. of rompy, like lightly rompy. Something is very grown up. It's gags. a grown up movie. Yes. It feel it's a grown up movie with just enough like kid shenanigans. That yeah. It's like, well, the kids aren't going to get bored. Like younger kids aren't going to get completely lost. Like they'll still be entertained by yeah. what's happening. And I would like, if the pitch was just, hey, let's do a Meg Ryan-esque rom-com, but animated, I think that would actually be kind of a good angle, because, like, yeah. Pixar really hasn't done that. What is their, like, you know, La- uh, Lassiter, the, you know, the ousted Mad King. Right. Um, that was, okay, that, well, no, that wasn't too mean. He's not a good person. Um, like, he really, his big pitch for wanting to do Toy Story 4 was, I want to do a romantic comedy with the toys. And then when he got kicked out, they kind of changed a lot of what that movie was. Um, mm. Which is partially why, oh God, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm such a nerd about this shit. So originally, it was Toy Story 4 was going to come out, then Incredibles 2. And Brett Bird was like, I think I got a pitch for Incredibles 2. And then midway through production, he's like, this isn't really working. But fortunately, we have enough time to go back to the drawing board and kind of come up with a little bit of a different vision. And John Lasseter calls him up and goes, hey, buddy, so we kind of have nothing for Toy Story 4 right now. Uh, Can we just swap the release dates so you're coming out in like a year? And he's like, sure, bud. (laughs) Whatever you say. And, um... Yeah, and recently Brad Bird uh, signed on to John Lasseter's pro- new production company to make um, Ray Gun, which is a project he's wanted to do for decades. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to assume John's throwing him a solid for that and, well, mm-hmm. continuing to be okay with working with him, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I want to be nice because Peter Sohn, the director, has talked about, like, 
hey, you know, this story's kind of personal to me because it was about, you know, me dating an American as an immigrant. And I'm like, again, the heart is there. It's just like, you know, we've had so much of this before. It's right. feeling like we're losing that pure intent. Right. And also, I would be super duper curious when this was greenlit in the context of Zootopia because, mm. like, it feels like Pixar being like, well, we want a Zootopia. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> it definitely gives that vibe. Right, right. All right. Um, ooh, all right, so my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have anything you want to add to that. No, no, go on. All right, so mine is technically not Disney, but I think it's related to Disney in a fun way. So I showed you this video earlier today. It is from Wired's YouTube channel, and we'll put the link in the channel dis- uh, the episode description. Uh, how this woman creates God of War's sound effects. Also, take a shot, because I mentioned God of War. But mm-hmm. this is just a little video of a uh, Foley artist from uh, PlayStation Studios, which is, like, you know, Sony's in-house brand of, like, oh, if you if a company exclusively makes games for us, they're under the PlayStation Studios banner. Right. Um, and it shows her in this big room with all of these, like, props and objects and fruit and stuff, and she's like, this is how I make it sound like they're walking on snow. I use charcoal, because that has a similar crunchy sound. Uh, this is how I make the sound of Thor's hammer. I hit this sheet of metal to create this, like, reactive effect, and then we blend it with a couple other things. This is how I make it sound like someone's head just got smushed, and she smashes a cantaloupe with her hand, which I'm like, damn, I don't know if I could do that. Wow. I've never held a cantaloupe before. Um, <laughs> what a woman. Um, wow. And I thought it was fun, because one of the things we didn't really talk about on our uh, trip to... Uh, the Disney 100 is they had a whole section dedicated to Foley work. They had like the wind chi- like the chimes they used for Tinkerbell's like flying sound effects. Mm-hmm. They had like they had videos of like oh here's someone making horse clopping sounds. I love Foley work because it's such a goofy creative thing. I always like, forget that that's what it's called. I can never remember. I can never bring that name to memory. Right. I'm not 100 percent sure why it's called that. Um, right. But. Yeah, no, and we would have something like that at NYU. This is just the t- Carter gets drunk as hell bit where you're just taking shots because I'm invoking all my favorite things to talk about. But right. So, yeah, I think it's really fun because I've described filmmaking as blue-collar solutions to white-collar problems. So the white-collar creative problem of, like, how do we create the sound of a fight when it's, like, people pantomiming punches and stuff or if it's drawings punching each other? The blue-collar solution is get a big room with a bunch of, like, slabs of beef and, like, punching bags and, like, hammers and toys and just go to town and figure out how to make it sound like it should in your head. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, like, a really cool thing. Yeah. I have, like, so much respect for that work. Um, I will say, uh, I guess to transition us into Star Wars, there is a really great um, THX documentary. It's like one they always show in like film schools or video production classes that THX, which is um, a part of Lucasfilm, they made it and it was just about like, hey, here's how we make all the sound for stuff. And they show a scene from Mm. Indiana Jones 3 where he's on a ship and he's like, here's how they make the creaking of the ship. This is how they get the rain sound effects. And see, they actually have to bring the actors in for ADR because the audio doesn't really sound good on the set. And then they have a little clip of Star Wars because the whole thing's narrated by James Earl Jones. And they're like, um, oh, they're like, oh, sometimes you have to change the uh, voice of a person wearing a mask. Because famously, the Darth Vader voice was just like, whoever was in the costume kind of sounded vaguely Scottish, like, I want them alive! And everyone's like, oh, God, this is what he sounds like? Uh, <laughs> this is our intimidating boss? 
And I was like, nope, <laughs> get James Earl Jones. He gets to be a boss fight. Right. Um, so Ghibli Fest, I meant to mention this last week and completely forgot. It is officially the start of Ghibli Fest. Um, so if, for those unfamiliar, Ghibli Fest is a yearly thing where uh, Fathom Events and G-Kids, um, Fathom Events being, you've seen it, during, they have yeah. movie trailers and they like screen operas and sort of like and live Ballets events and things like that, that yeah. Yeah, that don't fall under traditional film distribution. And um, G-Kids, which has kind of become the premier um, distributor of most anime in the U.S. and particularly Ghibli films. Um, I am really excited because this year's... Uh, so every year they will re-release all the Ghibli films... Um, in theaters for a couple days um, back-to-back to let everyone enjoy them. Um, this was especially big back before they were on streaming because this was, like, one of the only ways if you didn't have the DVDs that you could watch them. Um, this year is very exciting because on April 23rd and 27th, there is going to be Spirited Away live on stage. Uh, in Japan, they made, like, a live theatrical version of Spirited Away. And I have not seen too much of it, I kind of want to go, but I'm worried it'll be a little too crowded. I wish they would add more days. Like, again, if COVID has taught me anything, it's the distribution window for things needs to be longer. Like, you need to be able to see it for more. You have to have more seating options. Mm. Um, because I've heard it's really cool. It's like this three-hour-long epic that goes through the whole, like, movie. And I'm like, I just want to know what it looks like. I right. can't even imagine it other than the few photos they had. And... Um, Maybe in the future, guys, because my birthday month is in August, there are a couple particularly fun films, and I won't spoil them on air, that are happening around my birthday that I think would be really, really fun for us to talk about. And yeah, we will find I'll finally get Carter Explains Anime. Well, no, I right. don't know anime that well. But well, I do know a lot about Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, Carter Explains Hayao Miyazaki. <laughs> yes. Um, I had... Um, I, I did have a second internet minute, actually, that I totally forgot about. This, like, actually, almost, it doesn't, actually has nothing to do with anything, but the rules of internet minute are that so long as it was on the internet, it's valid here, so. Right, right. This is a random tweet that I found funny uh, by Twitter user Katie Hannigan, and the tweet simply says, every female lead in a sci-fi movie is like, my hair is short because it's the future. And, <laughs> well, and this really yeah, had me... I don't me see why you think that's funny. That's just thinking. science. Yeah, this really had me thinking and about fiction. a conversation that you and I have had in private like many times about my issue with the way um, the Black Widow is portrayed in Endgame. And mm-hmm. And I suppose this is a great example of how Carol Danvers is also shown uh, when she shows back up with short hair in um, in Endgame as well. And it's like, I'm just so fascinated by how these writers illustrate female stress that 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 doesn't include any weight gain and and time elapsing. And or and or a combination of the two, and it's like mm. the only way that so many of these like male directed male writers can ever like think to show that is by some sort of like cosmetic thing, and I like 
the only thing that I can compare this to maybe is Thor. I don't know. You know, maybe Endgame, it, like, it's not a good comparison, but I'm just saying, like, Thor's transformation was used, like, as part of the joke. If mm. And maybe they kind of did this with Steve Rogers in Endgame or in... in Infinity War, Infinity when he kind War, of he shows up looking, like, with this beard and his hair is longer and blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah, in sci-fi movies, you know, the <laughs> I, I feel like the only way that they can express that this woman has been through something and now she's a lot tougher and she's learned a lot than before is by, like, defeminizing her in one way. Yeah, no, I get what you're, I completely get what you're saying. <laughs> like, oh, they don't have time to think about their look. And again, that de- yeah, conveniently, uh, that never involves makeup or no. like body weight. No, nope. it's only hair, which can still be hot for some guys. Yep, exactly. <laughs> like, it is a, oh, she's lost it change that's still aesthetically pleasing yeah. for everything else. One of these days, like... We, I'm telling you, one day we need to have, like, a rant episode where we talk about everything that has just been bothering us for years, and the hair choice of Black Widow um, in Endgame just pisses me off. Like, right? <laughs> it's just so lazy. Like, are you telling me that, 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 like, after the blip, like, all the CVSs are closed, she can't, did her stylist get blipped in the, in the snap? Is that, is that what you're telling Especially me? Especially because in the context... You know what I'm even... Now that I'm just thinking about this, and, like, again, I don't want to, like, go off into... We should save this for, like, a later episode. I don't want to yes. go into too big of a rant. But, like, uh, it it is ridiculous because her whole bit, the whole text of her, like, in Endgame is she's, like, the one trying to keep it all together. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's basically pretending everything is normal. We're running the Avengers. Right. We're investigating... Like, Okoye calls her out where it's like, yeah, there's something at the bottom of the ocean. It's at the bottom of the ocean. We deal with it if it comes up here. Right. Like, she's like, come on, Carol, you got to get back to Earth at some point. Like, why would you let your hair change? Like, would it not be the most important thing to be like, I have to look like I'm still right. a Black Widow. I'm ready I need for the to job. look like I'm still running this game. But that ugh, that also gets into a whole thing with me and the Russo brothers where I don't think they're very good at writing female characters. I might um, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do love, someone made a catty, there was a tweet, and I don't want to get into this too much because, like, I try to avoid, like, the political, too much of the political stuff for yeah. the show just because, well, that's not true, Carter always gets political, but I just mean, like, getting into <laughs> the weeds of, like, behind-the-scenes uh, drama, politics stuff, because I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not fun, and, like, I, I hate corporate shilling, but, um, they uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt about the former, like, Marvel VX, VFX head, uh, Victoria Alonso, was fired for, quote-unquote, breach of project contract. Apparently, she was working on a non-studio film and refused to back down from it. Uh, there's also a lot of vibes that it's like, oh, she's kind of being thrown under the bus for a lot of the problems they've had with VFX companies and just, mm. like, the sheer amount of workload that went into all of this. Right. Which, again, I will link to Chapic because if they didn't have to release so many damn Disney Plus shows, this wouldn't have been a problem. Right. But I digress. <laughs> anyway, someone, uh, like, an un... And I hate even referencing this, but I'm like, I think it's funny. It's like, someone made the comment of, like, oh, Vic- Victoria Alonso once said, like, Marvel directs these films. It's Marvel who directs these films. And I'm like... Oh, that explains why all the stuff the Russo brothers have directed after Marvel is kind of bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, a lot of, I mean, a lot of overhaul at Marvel, who, right. uh, including Ike Perlmutter, who is the closest thing to an evil emperor the studio had. Oh, God. 
He was he. It kind of ties back to Black Widow weirdly because he was he refused. He put his foot down about like no Black Widow movie. Female leads don't sell. No oh. Captain Marvel. He didn't want Black Panther. He's the one who was famous for saying about like swapping out Terrence Howard for um for a Don Cheadle. Like no one will even notice. And it's like those men look. Nothing oh my like god. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's crap. like not like I will be. I will get on this briefly because this guy is an actual piece of sh- crap. Yeah, like he's like he's a you know he's he's an Israeli billionaire. He's like famous for like being very secretive. Like he doesn't like having photos taken of him. He's like known for being a huge fundraiser for a lot of like far right politicians. He was oh like God. a big early days Trump guy. Like right when he announced his candidacy. Um, he's known for like really pushing for policies like pro apartheid policies in Israel. And I don't mean just like the Gal Gadot, like, Hey, can we just stop the fighting? I mean, he's like, Palestine should not exist. That is our land. Let's take it. Like he is not a good man. And like, it, like it sucks that like, and as frustrating as it is to see Disney like laying off 7,000 people, it's like the fact that he's one of them is a huge victory Mm. and probably honestly means they laid off a lot less people than they could have. Right. Because that's like a billion dollars just cleaned off the book. Right. Okay. But, um, yes. Anyway, Star Wars. And that was Internet Minute? Oh, right. We got to do the Internet Minute um, intro. Um, Right. And that, what, oh, wait. Um, What did we say? I'm forgetting what we usually uh, say. Oh, my God. No, no, no. We say back to your regular scheduled because we do a TV thing, right? Yeah. Right. Um, oh, shit. Well, I mean, look, we'll I'll edit that out. All right. While we're at a pause, actually, um, <laughs> did I admit, did you see the Scott Pilgrim news? Wait, kind of. Chris Evans posted something. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, like, all of the because, like, you know, there's always been talk about doing more Scott Pilgrim. Like, they've done a lot of like charity readings where they just go through the yeah. script and like. They've been pretty good about, like, keeping the core cast from that movie together. Like, anytime they do an event, like, all of them try to show up. And when right. they don't, like, they usually acknowledge them. They're like, hey, sorry I couldn't be there, but I'm glad, you know. Like, it's wish I could be there, yeah. really well-knit. And it's really cool that they're all, like, buddy buddies. Right. And there was a word forever ago that they were talking about doing, like, an animated thing. Like, an anime series. Mm. Um, and they finally, Edgar Wright and, like, basically the whole cast just announced, like, it's happening. Um, uh, it's officially underway. We're going to start showing stuff soon. Uh, it is going to be distributed through Netflix. Um, mm. And we're going to get a season of the anime. And what's bigger is they got the entire original cast back. Like, live-action cast. Nice. And I think that's... And on one hand, I'm like, aren't they all... But they're all, like, a decade older now. But at the same time, I'm sure. like, how cool is it that all of these guys, a lot of who have gone on to, like, kind of bigger and better things... Mm-hmm. How cool is it that they all want to be a part of this still? That right. they all like this enough to, like, be a part of it? And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if, if a project means that much to you, you'd be devoted to it for life. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I talked about on my Internet Minute um, how cool it was, or, like, how the Lego movie is, I feel like, a part of this lineage of, like, Speed Racer, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, and the Lego movie of, like, kind of defining the, like, sort of candy-colored anarchic energy of this decade, Right. Like the adventure time energy, as I call it. Yeah. Um, um, it's cool. They also, um, well, it's, um, they got, so there was also a really good Scott Pilgrim video game that came out around the same time. Because they really wanted Scott Pilgrim to be a thing. Universal bet the farm on this. Like, you know, the last graphic novel was coming out right when the movie came out. They, um, they spent a lot of money on a video game. 
they, uh, which was really good, and they got the guys who made the music for that game to come back for this. Like, they wanted this to be, like, a franchise, mm-hmm. and then it bombed historically for the time, and they just completely gave up on it. But almost immediately, people were like, well, this will be a cult hit. Don't worry. Right. It'll get its day in the sun. Um, it also is animated by, um, oh, who's it animated by? It's a studio I really like. Uh, Science Saru, who made an anime film that I really like called The Night is Short, Walk on Girl, mm-hmm. which has, like, all of the energy of, like, it, it, you know how Ratatouille does those bits where he eats and it creates, like, fireworks and stuff? Yeah. They do that, but with a girl out on the town drinking, and I'm like, that's fun. It's it's a weird movie, but it's fun. Someday I will bully you into watching it. Okay. Maybe for the podcast, maybe not, but we'll see. I gotcha. Um, okay, yeah, just just remind me to that, edit the, that out. That's fine. You're going to have to edit out all this purring. Do you hear this? Oh, yeah. Honestly, you can hear... It's funny. You can hear your cat on, like, three or four episodes, and I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, it's too much. Like, I try to edit a little bit of it out, but at the same time, when you're talking, it's, like, prominent, and then I'm just like, it's fine. Yeah. These it's people, people like should us. love this. Yeah, this is, like, free ASMR. Can't right. get it. Like, once we get... Don't, oh, my God. Once, she's she's threatening to ruin my life right now. She just... <laughs> she's, do you want to pause for a second to go... No, she's just, like... She, I swear... Remember last week when she jumped up onto my, like table and knocked everything including the microphone like off onto the floor under my bed remember that you had to edit it (laughs) and she just like kind of like double faked me there i thought she was gonna do it i was don't do it i will say we are getting better at not having to edit like yeah like in terms of like occasionally like a sniffle because i'll be like i'll cut out a couple sniffles right right. there's usually one little break in an episode where we're just like hold on yeah, we'll I gotta just, do something. Like, shoot the breeze like we're doing now. Right, exactly. Um, oh well. I mean, if you've got to let her out, it's fine. I can again. I'll I just, just let her in. This is in the episode. Like that's the thing. I literally just let her in, and now because she's just at her dinner, so now she's got energy, and she's like, "Somebody play with me," and I'm like, "No, I do this podcast so that I can put food on the table." Anyway. Well, I, I was gonna laugh, but we do make money from this now, which is wild. we do, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, uh, are we ready? All right, um, all right. You lead a, You start the Star Wars conversation. I'll, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I said. I think I said the line. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. The Kylo Ren line. No, oh, no. The, the, the internet uh, minute. Whatever we say to burr, start it. Burr. Did Did you put the horns in? Are the horns? Do we leave a place for the horns? Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure the horns are in there. Okay. I'm well, not really editing like as we talk. This isn't like a fucking cartoon I know but I just wanted I wanted to know that we had like maybe I've been playing too much Fortnite where like you just build as you go you know yeah I oh god if they ever no Disney would never let the princesses be in Fortnite oh man could you imagine Mulan again it it really is like a better version of what the metaverse wants to be where it's like Oh, I can just be Moon Knight and hang out with my friends and occasionally yeah. have to shoot something. But, like, 90% right. of that game is just kind of chilling, talking about your day, yeah. laughing at whoever, like, wasn't paying attention to where they were going and fell Jumping and died. Around. Yeah, that's happened. Getting caught in the storm. Um, okay. Coming up right. with new names for Joe. Right. So. Um, anyway, okay. Okay, folks, we are so excited to be talking about Star Wars today. I, like, can't even contain my excitement. 
Yeah, um, this isn't that far off me my excitement with the Lego movie because I'm like, it's about damn time. This is overdue. Right. We need to bring it this episode. This we need says. to ball. We're balling. Right. You know, the first thing that I want to like open this about because you we briefly touched. I can't remember if we were recording or not when we said when you mentioned about like Internet Bros. <laughs> ruining things we love we were recording we were that was part of internet Minute, oh no? yeah 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 um yes. <clears throat> and that kind of leads me into my first talking point my cat is coughing something up right now i'm so sorry my first it's fine i can edit this out <laughs> can be fucking edward scissor hands with this goddamn stone <laughs> My hands sparkly. My hands are scissors. Why are my hands scissors? She's like hacking a bear ball like right now. God. Being a mother is so hard. Anyway. Hardest job you'll ever love. Wait, have we ever talked? Okay. Well, first, uh, while we're at this, all right, we're at this chaotic moment. Have I, we've talked about like how, um, so they had like the baby version of Tiana and the baby version of Rapunzel in their movies. And those toys sold better than anything like merch wise from that whole, those two movies. Mm -hmm. So then Disney kind of just made a mandate. You have to have them as kids at some point. And that actually, uh, you know, that one script of Lumeria, the space princess one. I added a scene like that because I'm like, oh, well, you just have to have this. So I'll just write a little scene with them as kids. This will be a toy one day. Anyway, anyway, um, yes, internet fan bros. Okay, yeah, so let's dive into Star Wars. The first thing that I wanted to talk about with Star Wars has to do a little bit with these internet fan bros because, and, like, not to steer the conversation back towards Marvel, but it is a little more towards Marvel, but it's relevant to all of the discourse, you know, you remember the days when The Force Awakens first came out. The internet bros were foaming at the mouth, like... In a bad way, because now yeah. my Star Wars has like, which is like, Star the Wars has had and the black Star- people in it. Star Wars has had when it's like now I'm thinking about it like Star Wars has had black people before. Why were they acting like Star Wars had never had black people? But like well, it's it's their selective memory because like right. they talk about like oh I like real female like tough female protagonists like Ripley and Sarah Connor and I'm like those are the only two. It's always those two. Right. Like, they're like, okay, you can have, like, one every decade, then it's too many. Sorry, my cat. Right. No. Um, And so, like, I saw a tweet the other day about Brie Larson because, you know, as we're, as the new Marvel's thing is in production or, like, production is Mm. being delayed for that, there's, like, there's been some back and forth, you know, Yes. Up with all I've of that. I've heard a couple rumblings, but I'm not gonna. It's a lot sure. of rumblings, Scuttle, but I won't get too much into it on here. But exactly, yeah, it, this is like the last one that got greenlit and really started shooting really height of the pandemic, and it sounds like and that's just added a lot of photo shoots. Complications. There's been photo shoots with the ladies, so it it's official, mm-hmm. right? But like, yeah, with happening. all of that, it's time to hate on Brie Larson again. For and I cannot believe after all these years, that's like, well, well, that's kind of my point is that like the. F- the patina on that is kind of starting to crack a little bit because, like, I saw this tweet. Of course, I should have freaking screenshotted it, and I didn't for some reason. But, like, someone said Brie Larson is only a problem when she's making Marvel films because it's, like, she's right? always the first one to get blamed, like, for if everything. anything she's that happens. always the thumbnail. Invo- involving Marvel. This lady has an Oscar. She's, like, 
she's worked on other things. She's she's done a lot of work. She's had a good career, and we only ever hear about her being a quote unquote problem when she's in a Marvel movie. You know, what there's so much that? we could talk about here. But I like again, I'll keep it brisk. But one, right. it is funny because she is in Scott Pilgrim. She's Scott's right. ex, who is kind of like you know, kind of underlines his sort of like like his flaws and his like need to grow up as a person. But right. and everyone loved her in that. No one said anything. People it's love like, her. Hot yeah. young actress, Brie Larson. She sang in it. Right. She occasionally sings in reference to this. Right. Um, and they got her back. Like if anyone like and Chris Evans, you know, he's kind of like I'm just glad he has a career at all because I was worried he was going to have the Superman problem of like no one sees right. you as anything other than the paragon of goodness. So right. I'm like, just, you know, obviously he's down to do anything and he leans into being like kind of an assy character. Yeah. And like everyone else on that cast is like mid to moderate successful. Like, you know, Brandon Routh's had his moments. Michael Sarah continues to be around. Jason Schwartzman continues to be around. She's the one who's like nuclear success. Yeah. Um, unless I'm forgetting someone really big off the top of my head. But anyway, like it, it it's... Well, one, it's just so silly because I follow her Instagram and social media posts, and it's all just, like, goof nonsense. I'm like, you're getting yeah. mad at this, this person, the silly little fella? She's like, I have goose? a new hobby. You want to see my hobby? That's her. Her, I follow her. I subscribe to her YouTube, and she's like, look at me. I'm baking some vegan cookies. It That's really she is, does. like, the possum meme. You're going to get mad at this little guy? The right. silly little fella? Um. I mean, and it's so funny in connection to Star Wars because it's like, people forget, people thought the anger started with Last Jedi, but no, no, it started with Force Awakens. It was yeah. just quieter. And like, people like were mad about, you know, Captain Marvel coming out and like Black Panther coming out, but it was like muted and everyone's like, quiet you, eh, whatever. And right. then like, you know, when the mainstream discourse decides it's uncool, like when, you know, the critics, like the film journalist elite snobs are like mad about Marvel it gives, you know, it just fuels these internet bros up and it gives them, like, basically cover because then they can hide their criticisms around, like, legitimate film criticism. They're right. like, these are objectively bad and I can prove it. And a part of that's because women are in it and mm -hmm. because they're so focused on diversity, they aren't writing well. Um, and I'm sorry, it's so but, like, don't you think these guys, like, want to have sex in their life? Yeah, I mean... Well, no, they want to find a trad wife, that do which is a thing that doesn't actually exist. And please don't make me explain that. We're supposed to, you know, we got to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want trad wifes to be on our first Star Wars episode. I've they're never off even. Limits. No, I'm putting a little fence and they're okay, not but... allowed in. Okay, look, you're Edward Scissorhands today. Like, just cut this out. What is that? What I have never heard of that. <laughs> Traditional wife, it's an internet thing. Like, they're on TikTok. The idea is it's, like, women who oh. lean into, like, a 50s sort of thing. You've definitely seen it before. I it's thought like, you said, I thought you are saying Chad wife. Like, a Chad is, like, the opposite of, like, an incel. So I was like, what's yeah. a Chad wife? So it's just a very muscular lady. <laughs> Yes, with a great jawline. They don't really like those kind of people, honestly. That's the no, again. They don't that's like part chats. of the problem with Brie Larson. Right. <laughs> um, well, anyway, I, okay, hold on. Let me pause for a sec sorry. so we can actually get into the topic. No, sorry, this no, has no, something to do with Star Wars. Um, oh no, no, no. Okay, okay. So like, yeah, and it's just like, and that's why I'm so like defending love and thunder and multiverse of madness because i'm like can we stop before it turns into star wars again like we see right. what happens with star wars where the worst people just take over a thing and like and not to be that guy but i just remember one time i was like and again i guess this kind of connects to star wars so it might be worth talking about like i was driving home from the renaissance fair i like i got a ride from someone 
And their younger kid, who couldn't have been more than, like, 12 at the time, all of a sudden goes out of nowhere and goes on, like, a weird anti-feminist screed. And <laughs> his, his mom was completely blindsided by it. Like, she was like, where is this coming from? And I sat there thinking about it, kind of, like, quiet in the car. And I look, and I remember, I'm like, oh, yeah, he plays a lot of, like, he watches a lot of YouTube content. And I'm like, yeah, he's oh, just getting no. guys like this, teaching him these things. And I'm like, it's not our responsibility to tell you how to raise your kid. It's our responsibility as film journalists not to give these people cover to do this to children. Right. Exactly. Like, don't... Like, even if you despise Marvel films, like, at some point, it's simply not worth it. <laughs> I guess... Don't give gas to bad people. No, we don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Fuck it, we ball. Fuck it, we ball. Broncos country. But, yeah, so... Anyway, yeah, let's Bron- ride. Let's ride. But, yeah, it, like, I don't know. Um, and, like, talking about those internet bros and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it started with, I mean, it started with um, Force Awakens. Like, it basically started yeah. right away. Daisy Ridley got, like, chased away. And so did Kelly Marie Tran from using social media at all. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's so frustrating. And, like, seeing it. It's difficult because, it's difficult because, like, and we're seeing the same thing with Haley Berry, and it's that frustrating mm. middle ground of, like, <sighs> picking and choosing when you criticize something, mm-hmm. and again, not giving gas to people, and it's like, I don't know, I wish Disney was, that's one thing, and like, again, we're not homers for Disney, we just like talking about Disney, and I do wish they would get more right. serious about, like, sort of protecting their stars because again enough people who work at these companies are under the age of 40 they know how the internet works they see this right okay we need to transition to something fun about star wars can you give us a life raft here like what is okay give us something excited because we we are here to talk about how much we love star wars yeah right right um well okay one thing i really okay if I could only pick one thing that, like, if I could just pick one thing that off the top of my head I think Star Wars of, it is, it's probably, um, well, it's Porgs. You know what? It's Porgs. Because mm-hmm. it ties into what you were saying about, like, you know, every franchise wants a Korg, but not every Korg makes it. Makes it, yeah. And I would argue Star Wars is, like, the best version of that, um, you know what we should like, have done for March Madness? We should have had, like, a Star Wars critter bracket. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been... Well, we had a topic... I think at one point I mentioned, like, could we do, like, a Disney pets sort of thing or Disney sidekick yeah. sort of thing? We do need a pets um, and critters episode. Yeah. Which, I mean... Okay. I think I know what the obvious porgs answer is, but I am kind of curious what yours is. For Porgs? Like, best Disney I mean, critter. For best Disney critter? Well, I do like the, the like, icy critters that were in Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what do they call them? Crystal critters. Crystal critters, yeah. That was... I knew it, there was some alliteration in there. Um, mm. But, like, oh, for my favorite Disney pet, like, just in general. Ooh. I know I have one. I do like um, Pua. I've always liked the pig. From I was going Moana. to say Pua. Were you I really? Knew <laughs> I knew it. Yes. Of course, because he's a great. This he's a little is pig. why we're best friends. He's a silly little pig. 
if any of you for one minute thought that we were ending this podcast, like, here's a example number one as to why we're not ending the podcast. Yeah, yeah right. We just needed a fun April Fool's bit, and I yeah. think that was the perfect April Fool's bit to do for, on everyone. A that, funny little trick. That was the epitome of an April Fool's trick, and I don't know yes. how we're going to outdo ourselves next year. <laughs> Uh, I'll probably like well by that time we'll do video content and I'll like right. Jerry rig my house to explode and they'll be like oh god Carter's dead yeah. and I'll be like ha no that was a false location uh-huh. I'm safe over here you've fallen for my most clever trick yet or the opposite we will like spring a Disney desk only fans on you guys and it'll be a gag it will and they'll be like ha ha you thought that you were getting <laughs> it'll be like it'll be <laughs> like desk. cheesecake shots but in Disney clothes Yes, it will be like like Disney fully bound. clothed. Disney, yeah, us, yeah, wearing mouse ears, completely clothed, dressed as tourist. Yeah. Um, Maybe not even doing cheesecake shots, just being very casual, like yeah. watching a movie or like yes. uh, at during, the Disney park eating a croissant. Exactly on the Disney website, booking our trip. Yes, being lightly friendly. <laughs> that will be is the only frustrating chance. Well, no, 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 no. I, we can't get into another tangent. Um, but yeah, like, I, 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 it is funny because like, I think in a lot of ways, the Disney critter thing has sort of filled the whole of Star Wars for me. Cause it's like, mm. well, we're always having Disney animated movies. I think that's why I like Splat so much. Cause it fills that void of like, well, we don't have any Star Wars critters right now, but is we have Is that the Strange guy. World guy? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, a he's good Googie one. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, he might be in... He would make it to the end of my bracket, probably. He's, like, but the like, perfect line between dog and kind of sentient, like, you know? Kind of anthropomorphic, yeah. kind of puppyish, Which is what yeah. a critter should well, be. And that's, like, Disney's go-to. When in doubt, default to dog-like creature. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, Star Wars will be, like, a giant mosquito or Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, that is, like, a real thing, um, like, Star Wars-related. What was your first Star Wars thing you ever watched? Um, so, when I was a child, my parents had a machine, um, ooh, what was it called? So, movies used to be, there There used to be this thing, a, a laser disc player. Do you know, have you ever seen a yeah. laser disc player? Oh, my God, player? yes. I actually know, because the laser discs discs were the last like they were the you know the whole thing with like the special editions right yeah like in the 90s george went back and re right. like did special effects and a lot of people think well no i'm not gonna start conspiracy theories but it's very notable <laughs> that it changed the editor of the film from yeah. his wife to him um mm-hmm. per guild rules um anyway like yeah and everyone's mad and the only copies you could get were either really bad prints on like a specific vhs where they're like fine we'll put it on here but it's like really bad it's poorly colored like things are wrong with it mm-hmm. or laser discs which are the closest to like the pure experience you can get right. and people have spent years trying to recreate like the original trilogy by using yeah. these laser discs to hd restore them yeah I think they got a cease and desist on that, though. I don't remember I what I wish I still had all my father's laser discs because we used to have piles of these discs in crates. And among them was A New Hope. Um, and you had That's anything actually, with... That actually belongs in a museum, Barkley. I know. I I wish I could pull them out of thin air. I like. I wish I knew who That's had them right. to this day. I wish I knew I'm what we did with them. I'm the same way with, with Pokemon cards. But like, that I was... had, like, a shiny Charmander or Charizard <laughs> card, and 
it's like that actually is worth gold. But I just like watch it was enough such videos a special... of kids beating each other up for a Pokemon cart or right. grown adults punching each other in targets for Pokemon cards. Exactly. And, Fuck. I won the gold rush and I forgot yeah. it, didn't even know. And I let it slip through my fingers. But but anyway, as a kid, um he used to play those a lot. Um I was never into Star Wars when I was that age. I truly got into Star Wars as an adult. Um, but it was right. something that he had on a lot. It was just on TV a lot. So sort of by osmosis, I, <laughs> or mm. just kind of being there again, I talked about something. What was the last thing I talked about when we were talking about moon girl? I was like, that's what being an only child is like. You're just like your, your cultural, your, your home life dictated by adults. Yeah. When you, when you have siblings, like your home life is centered around like child things like your your parents just assimilate to child stuff but it's the other way around when you're an only child you're essentially a roommate to these two adults and like you absorb their stuff because you're just outnumbered so so my earliest memories of cinema at all was by everything that we had on Laserdisc and having to like change the disc like like they couldn't fit the entire film on one disc it was in like three discs and you like like a third of the way through you had to flip the disc or like you had to change the disc like the second one like so you yeah, couldn't just which sit is and watch wild. yeah I thought we were doing that um but God, that, they thought that was gonna beat VHS right um what about you what, what was your what did you okay. ask me? Well, First experience with Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, really quick, I'll say mine. And then I... I mean, it's kind of related to Star Wars because it's old tech, so it might be worth saying. Um, anyway, so my first experience were those Ewok cartoons. Like, I... Oh, that's we had right. copies of them. And it is so funny, like, perspective. And this is something people have talked about with Jar Jar Binks. It's like, yeah, like, you're the parts of a series you see become the important parts. So I didn't know that people fucking hated Ewoks. I didn't realize people were like, oh, Lucas made it kitty, like it's kitty now. And it's like, I like the Ewoks. I thought they were an important part of the canon. Mm. Um, but yeah, fucking laser disc, dude. Insane. I it is know. insane how many stupid, like, what tech will be that dictate home media. Because mm-hmm. it was laser disc versus VHS. And then it was... Uh, when it, like for this era, it was HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Blu-ray, and, yeah. Oh yeah, we were talking about this when we got coffee the other day. I was like, oh yeah, Sony kind owned Blu-ray, and they dropped mm-hmm. the hammer by being like PS3s all proprietary, like they're Blu-ray players. So they won by default because it's like, oh right. cool, you mean I could have a Blu-ray player and a PlayStation? Absolutely. <laughs> right. And then the funniest thing was, like, what things you could or couldn't get on Blu-ray. Because, like, HD DVD's big pull was trying to get exclusives. So, like, one of my favorite movies of all time, Peter Jackson's King Kong, which if I could ever figure out a way to, like, to, to, to get that on, like, if I could get that on this podcast, I absolutely would. Um, they're like, oh, you can only get it on HD DVD. So that was the only HD DVD I had because I'm like, well, I want King Kong. <laughs> and it ruled because they put all of the deleted scenes back in. Right. That movie's like three hours, and inexplicably, it's too short. So when you <laughs> add the extra scenes in, it's even better. Um, there's that insane scene. Like a fully, like not even like animatics. It was like a fully animated scene right. where they're like on a raft, and there's like a giant sea monster in like the swamp, and it's like just going to town on them, and they're desperately trying to get to the shore. And then they finally do. One guy's like crawling out of the water, and it looks like he's okay. Creature whips its tail around, drags him back in, and the whole time Jack Black is just rolling the camera, and you're like, shoot, this is some real quality acting. Why did you cut this? Jack Black's right. in a pocket right now. Um, <laughs> 
sorry, can I get some water that real quick? That reminds me, yeah, while you're doing that, that reminds me of this, like, really interesting, um, like, Wall Street Journal video I saw the other day about, like, the secret to, like, Nintendo's success. Like, what you just said about, mm-hmm. like, the PlayStation and, um, like, Blu-ray and stuff like that. Is it is it PlayStation or Xbox that plays Blu-ray? PlayStation, right? PlayStation. I actually yeah. don't know. I'm assuming, no, Xbox probably can't. They, PlayStation oh. probably wouldn't share that toy. But, like, I, I didn't know, know that chat, that both, like, Xboxes and PlayStations are, are, like, they don't, like, there's no profit earned off of the sale of those consoles. And so, like, they are kind of, like, way behind in terms of sales uh, in comparison to Nintendo. And I thought it was so, like, and they explained why Nintendo was so successful at, at and essentially it yeah. boils down to they have the most iconic, family-friendly, family-centric content that you need to buy the most recent console in order to play (laughs) well the dirty secret with like a lot of the games like god of war and like infamous and like the exclusive playstation ones is they're losing money they spend a lot of money on those and they lose money but they help sell systems because if you can be like we have the best games and you only get them on our system like it's worth it and Nintendo has the counter of like, oh, well, they own everything they have. Like, mm-hmm. all of their best games belong to them. They get full profit. Exactly. Like, they, like their economics are just better because it's, it's kind of, right. well, it's not a monopoly. Like, and they not design like anything shady. They design yeah, the games. Like they have the pipes and everything. Right. They design the games around their newest console and they keep innovating yes. their consoles. And then the games relate to just the newest version of the console and you have mm. to buy it. Right, right. Um, yeah, but, oh, yeah, did you see, oh, God, um, did you see the whole, okay, well, all right, sorry, we'll, we'll edit this part out, but, like, you watch that. Breath yeah, we have more, thing, right? we do, we, I know, we're excited. Wait, to did I we ever actually do the, yeah, did I ever actually do the outro for this, ep- or, like, outro for the in- Internet Minute? I'm realizing I might not have. I think, I think you did. Should I just do it to be safe? Um, and is there go any, back like, and. Well, while we're at a pause. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, okay. All right. You know what? We've, we've, we're gonna do, talk about much, Star you know, Wars. we've, yeah, we got to focus on Star Wars. So let me just yeah. do the intro and then like, I'll edit it back in. Okay. Okay. All right. And now back to your regular scheduled programming. <laughs> Wait, how long have we been? Oh. Huh. My thing says an hour. Uh, yeah. Um, shit, we have to record another episode today. Yeah, we do. Um, it's getting late. Um, rapid fire thoughts? Star Wars is a cool movie. Yeah, it's a cool movie. Uh, lots of good movies. Uh, There's a lot uh, of incest uh, in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, alarming uh, amount, actually, again, and kind of ties into the whole weird bloodline thing that right. uh, no, no, they really need to push the series away from, but uh, they refuse to, or they, they, people have uh, tried, uh, people have tried, they haven't, though, uh, just... until Galaxy Far, Far Away, uh, I'm Carter. And I'm Sydney. Uh, magical Day. April Fool's. <laughs> the Disney Desk is brought to you by Carter and Sydney. Follow us on Twitter, at Disney Desk, for the latest updates about the show. Want more of the most magical podcast on Earth? The Disney Desk is now on Patreon. For exclusive weekly bonus content from us, go to patreon.com slash disneydesk and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Thank you.
It would appear as though everyone fell for our most cunning trick yet. <laughs> Shoot, I really am going to have to explode myself next year, aren't I? Did you think we were going to talk about Star Wars today? <laughs> I mean, I did for a minute. April Fool's. Yeah, it looks like yeah. you've been got twice, Disney Desk listeners. Seek. I mean, look, they don't call us the bamboozle kings of uh, right. East Philadelphia for nothing. Right, they definitely don't call us that. Um, <laughs> didn't fucking talk about Star Wars. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to our April Fool's trick part two. Yeah, well, we're we're just better at this than everyone. Yeah, like gotcha. See if you can catch up to us. Like we're in three thousand and eight right now, and we got yeah. you. Yep, and get the hell out of here. Yeah, what are you still get doing going. here? Get out, <laughs> scram, beat it. Show's over. There's no Star Wars talk. No. Bye.